Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mark Zeno in for Mike. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, Hey, man. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Uh, the week is going to fly by, man. Christmas is going to be here. Yeah. You're done with all the shopping, though, right? I got, I got a couple more gifts left to wrap, and I'm good. Can I be honest? Yeah. I've been with my wife for, hold on, one, two, three, four, 28 together, okay? 28. Mm. Going on 29 together. That's, that's weird. Together, you we've and I are 20, ma- 28 only, and 3. We've only been married, though, about 20 years, okay? But I will say this. I told her last night, I said, look, I don't even know what to get you right now. Like, you take for granted all the years you were trying to impress this person, right? And you're buying and doing things, and you're going out of your way, and then you get married, and then that creates a whole nother avenue of gifts. I'm at a point. I'm just being honest. Like, I'm like, what am I getting? You got to go experience. You get an experience. A play, a date night, whatever it is. A massage. Yeah. Yes. You go experience. At this point, you just go experience. Yes. Either get her some time alone. Get us some time with friends. Get us some time with you. It's all experience. I, I you don't need at this point anything else. I agree. I'm like, how many earrings do you need? I mean, you, you don't need another unless necklace. you hit a milestone, right? Well, well that's right. And like I'm, a milestone. And, and, and we're not there. I mean, not yet. But the point is, it's like another Christmas. And you know, here's the thing, you know, we pretty much, for the most part, if there's something I want, I just go get it. Yeah. Like I, I don't have to wait till Christmas. So. I'm one of these people like, oh, I like that. I'll go buy it, and then I'll go, oh, I should have de- waited for Christmas. I've done that all year, yeah. so now I'm, like, gifted out. Yeah, and it, it, the problem is you don't get any equity for that. Nothing. Nothing. You, you, th- those, those are just nice things in the moment. You, don't, you, you're, you know, you're not really building up any, uh, well, you know, I got you that thing a month ago. That, that, that doesn't work like that. <laughs> and here's the thing. By the way, I'm available to entertain. <laughs> well, I hope I, I'm least, available to entertain. Make sure you answer your phone, all right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing, though. If you have the gifts under the tree, right, and you get to that point where, oh, who's that one for? And there's only a couple for your wife? It's a problem. Yeah. I, it, it is an issue. Like, oh, you only got me a couple of gifts? Well, uh, you, you can't explain it. It's like, uh, yeah, that other one's for you too, I think. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. And literally I'm going, wait, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now I got a couple of nice things. Don't get me wrong. But, of course. But, but just like that thing that you go, oh, this is great. That thing that blows them away. 
Don't have that this year. Yeah, and the problem is, see, again, what you need to start doing is have some discipline because you need to start shopping in October <laughs> and those things that you see, just stash them away. I'm an impulse buyer. Yeah, I get it, but I'm saying you could be an impulse saver, too. Yeah, I, I know. I should be. I hope you guys have all your Christmas gifts and Christmas shopping done, and if not, stay out of my way over the next couple of days. Dukes and Bell Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Hawks win last night, 126-125. It came down to the end. DeJounte Murray hits two free throws with about 1.3 seconds left, and that's the game winner. But what's missing with this team? Now, they had DJ back. They had Collins back last night. Uh, you know, he went for, what, what did Collins go for, 12 last night? Mm-hmm. But even when we're at full strength, there's something missing. Yeah, I, I know what it is. What is it? Defense. This is six out of the last eight games they've given up at least 120 points. One time they didn't do it, they only gave up 113, but only scored 89. All right, so let me ask you this. I thought Nate McMillan was a defensive coach. Here's, here's, here's the problem. Has somebody fooled me on this? Well, I mean, you don't have defensive players. I mean, you know, you're asking him to ask guys to do things that they don't normally. You have, like, two defenders on this team right now. Hunter, DJ. That's it. Capella's supposed to be, but he's out right now. Well, he's a, I mean, he's, he's a rim protector. Yes. He's not a defender. There's a difference. Okay. Right? You need defense on the wing, on the perimeter. That's where you need defense because it, the way the three-point shot is in the league right now, if you, if you can't defend the perimeter, you're dead. But here's the thing. You're starting to see it now, and hopefully it continues. Trey is starting to warm up. The shooting is starting to get – it was abysmal for the month of November. It was awful. So – if he is hot again, things start to get a little bit easier. Um, and I, I said this about last night. Look, you give DJ and you give John Collins a little bit of a pass defensively last night. First game back, legs are probably – even DJ said, legs were a little tired. You know how to fight through that. They're not at 100% yet, but it's good to have him back in the lineup. They're going to be in the same exact spot they were last year. If they can't start defending and limiting teams more – they have to shoot 50% from the field, 37% from three, and try to outscore everybody. And guess what? That doesn't work in the playoffs. It's not. I think this team has to grow up, too. And what I mean by that is <laughs> – Not me personally. Come on, Trey. <laughs> I think this team has to grow up in learning how to finish games, in learning the importance of not just coasting when you have a 13-point lead. You're saying the same thing I am because you know you finish games – with defense. Well, listen, I don't know who does that. I don't know who the leader of the pack is when it comes to this. But, you know, this is what Nate said last night after the game. Listen to this. Tonight, I thought we were uh, really just – we got lucky. We really got lucky. Um, you know, had some turnovers, had technical foul. We, uh, uh, we didn't get stops. And uh, we, we really uh, just got lucky tonight. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> that, that's exactly what happened that last night. That is the night. worst thing to hear your coach say afterwards. He's not lying, though. No, he's not. But it's, it's not exactly a ringing endorsement of how good your team is. We got lucky. We got to grow up. Like, it's not an indictment on age, guys. I'm not talking about the ages of these guys. I'm talking about as a team. And you got a 13-point lead that you blew last night. Markel, folks, he gives a layup 3.8 seconds to go. That's ball game. It's 125-124, and then you get a whistle in your favor that puts DJ at the line. You got lucky. How do you blow a 13-point lead? I mean, these are the things we continuously talk about with this team, which is Z, why I'm saying, what's wrong with this damn team? Really, I just got lucky. (laughs) 
That's gonna be my. That's gonna be my weekend mantra. Um, I gotta start saving that. Here's the other thing about closing out games and growing up. You know what you're talking about, what? also, Luke Dukes, leadership. Well, they got that right. Really? No, they got leadership. Really? I mean, you, you got you got. Hold on, 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 hold on. You got. This is you looking for a Christmas gift right now for your wife. <laughs> Just keep no, searching. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm about to lay out the leadership for you. They they got that. Okay, tell me. They they got. Cricket, they they got crickets. Trey. DJ. Why are you looking at me like that? They got leadership. No, no, they got players. Bogey. They got players. Are you saying there's no leaders on this team? I am. Not, I am saying that they do not have a rallying force in the locker room. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. They, they got, they got, they got. Sounds about right. That, they got some. They got some guys in there. They got players. Players and leaders aren't the same thing. Are we you talk, saying they have no leaders? Team. I'm saying that leadership is what is lacking in those close games and those close moments. Outside, you, you got players who can close out games, but you don't have that sort of unifying force. You, when the Hawks get in close games, okay, let's go look at it from the Braves. Okay. Last year, when they made that run after May 31st, did you ever feel like in the seventh inning at the Braves down they were out of it? No. no. Never. 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 You know, I mean, you don't have an overwhelming feeling of, don't worry, we got this. We got this. You have fear and trepidation going in the last final minutes of a game. And as you see the other teams start coming back, you know, where's the guy on the floor who slows everything down, brings everybody together? Whoa, whoa, whoa. They got that guy. They got that guy. That, that guy is – that guy's in the locker room, Z. Then that's, this is what he's saying, everybody. Nothing. Zeno's right. They don't have that guy. No, they don't. And that is part of our problem with growing up. Yep. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You know, you, you know who you had a couple of years ago that was a guy like that? Who? And two guys, you know, one guy, people in this town cursed all high hell. But one of them was Al Horford. But a guy like Kyle Korver. Mm. Been through the battles, been through the wars, won playoff games. He's back, you know. Yeah. He's with the squad. Well, he's not with the squad, but he's with the organization. I mean, you need that guy. This is why we harp so much on Freddie and Dansby. That was your leader. Yeah. Those are your leaders. Yeah. You need those guys. Well, I, I don't take it for granted. I, I, I'll say this. Um, and, and look, in the NBA, it is the NBA. You can blow a lead. It happens every night. The problem is it seems like it happens all the time with us. And that is the issue. I mean, when you talk about, you know, what, what DJ said, play, play DeJounte Murray for me talking about trying to figure out their identity. How many games are we in now? What is the Hawks' record right now? We are 16, 16 15. and 15. We are a game above 500. Mm -hmm. And if I was to ask you right now, if you look at the standings across the NBA, and I'm going to let you hear what he said about this, and I said, all right, right now in the Eastern Conference, do the Bucks know who they are? Yep. Celtics know who they are? Damn right. Believe it or not, the revived Cavs know who they are. Yeah, you know, they got a leader. Okay. Brooklyn, we talked all this crap about them. They're starting to look like the Brooklyn team we thought they were going to be. Brooklyn, they know who they are. They know how to get buckets. They know how to get stops. I mean, the 76ers have been without the beard for most of the season. They know who they are. I I'm just pointing out that this whole thing about identity, and I know people are going to say, well, no. Dukes, they had injuries, and we haven't had our full squad. I think the Grizzlies and the Nuggets and the Suns and the Pelicans know who they are. I you said the key word. We talked about it yesterday, too. Organizational identity. Team identity, 
these things matter. <laughs> you can't underscore how important they are to successful teams and successful franchises. What is the identity of the Hawks? It centers around one guy, but you have to begin to wonder if your one guy only commits to one side of the floor, your identity is exactly what he tells you it is. Not me personally. Oh, Chris, let's put turtle, let's put a topo up. What is our identity? 16 and 15 at this point in the season. Guys, it's about to be 2023. They started playing in October. Okay? 404-741-0929. Let's hear DJ talk about this identity thing. You know, I think we're just trying to figure out that identity, who we are. You got a bunch of guys in the lineup, out the lineup. You know, guys having to step up and play. They're not playing because guys are coming back. So, you know, it's kind of hard to build that chemistry and that identity like that. So I think the main goal is to get healthy. Uh, you know, and as we get healthy, I feel like, you know, and, and you know, like I said, growing up uh, and not having situations like this fourth quarter because we had multiple in the season. Uh, Thank you. you. Know, so I feel like we'll get there, but it starts with our health. Thank I, I want to push back on something here real quick. DJ, thank DJ, you. I want to push back. Okay. If your identity is defined by how healthy you are, you don't have an identity. Because guess what? Injuries are part of every sport. Losing guys is part of every sport. Do you think if the, the Eagles who don't start Jalen Hurts this weekend, do you think they're going to have an identity problem on no, Sunday? They no, they know who they are. They're not. No. They know exactly who they are. No. Your, your identity cannot be defined by your health status. Period. What do you guys think? Poll questions going up at Dukes and Bell 929. Buzz Brockway says the Hawks have fallen back into the same bad patterns of blowing fourth quarter leads that got Lloyd Pierce fired. Brock, Buzz, appreciate the, the uh, tweet. One thing got Lloyd Pierce fired. Well, he's not lying about that either. <laughs> Follow Mark. He's Mark Zeno. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes, this radio show, Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. We'll get that poll question up. We're coming back. Chuck Smith's going to join us. We're talking all things NFL next. This is Jimmy. It is Dukes and Bell. Mark Zeno in from Mike. Our poll question is up, by the way. What is the Hawks' identity? DJ talked about this, trying to figure it out. Uh, we'll play that for you a little bit later on. Here are your choices, guys, at Dukes and Bell 929. Trey, for better or worse. Nate and his coaching style. New face, DeJounte Murray. Or they don't have one. You can go vote at Dukes and Bell 929. That music cues our man, Chuck Smith. Dr. Rush joins us on a weekly basis and uh, – Chuck, always good to have you back on, man. I mean, coming off this Saints loss, I, I, I got to start with what did you expect and did you get more of what you expected or less than what you expected with Desmond Ritter and this offense? We talked a, a lot about it last week. I thought you got what – I mean, I thought what I saw is what I expected. I thought I would see a rookie who's never played in, a, in an NFL, had an NFL start. I thought I saw an offense that was going to have to run the ball to have a chance, which the Falcons did. We discussed that. But I think most importantly is the Falcons showed a little bit of what, what they have to do to even have a chance to win. Got to be able to run the ball with effectiveness. And, you know, Desmond Ritter, when you get a, he's a rookie. And I know the hopes for Atlanta fans were high that he'd come in and do something special. But what we're, are, are we kidding ourselves? Where are our weapons at? You know, where are weapons at? You got Patterson, Algier, who's a runner. Then you got London. But outside of that, was there another receiver in the game? I mean, all I saw was London. It, it was, but for a rookie to have his first start, let's, he didn't have all of the kind of pieces you need to really, truly have a successful start. 
Chuck, when you look at Desmond Ritter, do you feel honestly that four games is enough to evaluate what you have with him? I'll say, Mark, I'll say I think so. And the reason why, because he got to see what playoff football was last week. The Saints were playing for their lives. Mm. He got to see at a high speed. And some of the things that I saw that affected him was because he wasn't ready for that speed of the game. Like the one throw he did on the sideline, he just kind of loafed it out there. Man, you got to gun that thing. You know, and they got that uh, interception, but I think they called it back. But I think so, Mark, because you got games that matter. You're going on the – you went on the road. Let's see how you react again. You're going on the road again. So I think it, it gives you a lot. It says a lot. But, again, Mark, it's hard for me to truly say that when this offense is still flawed. Pitts is not there. You're challenged when it comes to protection. You got a good running game. But so, you know, the jury is still out because he does not have a complete set of playmakers to enhance him from an offensive standpoint. Chuck, I'm looking back at the last three weeks, okay? No, I won't go back till week one. I'm just, just yeah. these last three weeks, right? And I'm going, the defense holds the opponent to 19, 19, and 21 points. As much as we've talked about what this defense isn't and the personnel, they're doing their job. Like, you know, if you hold a team, Chuck, under 20 points, right? I mean, you, you, you're doing your job. <laughs> you, you're supposed to win in this league. And I just point that out to say as yeah. much crap as we've talked about the defense and Dean Pease, and we'll ask Coach today at 5 o'clock how Coach is doing, by the way. Uh, Coach Arthur Smith joins us at 5 o'clock. A- am I wrong on this? They've taken a big jump from last year to this year. No, you're not wrong because as a former player, if you hold someone under 20 points, you're like, woo, you're celebrating. I mean, I'm telling you, you're celebrating. And think about it from this standpoint. And your offense is barely giving you 200 yards passing. Mm. And this last game, what, less than 50 yards passing in that first half? And I think, think about what Dean Pease has really done also, which shows how good he is. They got guys out there we barely know. They're rotating guys on the defensive line. And they had a number 90 out there. I was like, okay, because I'm going to notice my number. Who is he? He did stretch out that 90 pretty big, though, but that's a whole other story. He's a big man. <laughs> but you got to give the defense a lot of credit. And seeing what they've been doing, they've been limited with the sacks. But know what they do? They play good team ball. They give great effort. I think Anderson has added a lot to it. I think those guys, I think also Anderson, the, the, D, the down guy, Abdullah, he's doing a good job. Mm. So when you think of some of the guys they put in there, you know, Rashad Evans, to me, he's playing as good as anybody around the league right now, but he's never going to get the credit because you're on the team that no one talks about. So I, I definitely think the defense has exceeded my expectations as a whole unit. Chuck Smith here on Dukes and Bell Sports Radio, 929 The Game. Speaking of evaluating, Chuck, you know, when you spend 15 weeks of a regular season complaining about quarterbacks and who should be under center, you seem to forget about a lot of other guys that should be evaluated, like Arnold Evicati, a second-round pick, D'Angelo Malone, a third-round yeah. pick. You know, I mean, these guys, these are these are pieces, fundamental draft pick pieces that were supposed to help sort of grow this defense. We've got a plenty of a sample size to see what those guys have done. How do you evaluate yeah. them so far? Well, I look at Malone. He hasn't gotten as many reps as I'd like to see when it comes to pass rush. I know he was splitting up with Ogundeji, uh, Evacati, and uh, Lorenzo Carter. And I think, you know, I've seen some flashes. Evacati started fast. I know he got a little nicked up down the end. He's kind of you know, been trying to get back into it. I think there's a nucleus there. I do. But I would like to have seen a, a little more from him at this point because what you're starting to see, Mark, is you're seeing some rookies around the league now that are taking that next step. 
Drake Jackson out there in San Francisco, James Houston at um, up there in Detroit. You know, some of those guys that are stepping up that are rookies that are impacting their teams. I think they do have a foundation. Troy Anderson, I think he's good. He's got a bright future. But right now, I can't say right now, hey, next year we're going to have a killer rush because right now those guys, they've just been guys at, at this point. Chuck, follow up with that. If they have foundational pieces, I ask you to put your GM hat on. And, and I'm telling you in the first round you're going to draft defense. Do you want a defensive lineman? Do you want another pass rusher? Is it another corner? What, what would you think would be the one piece that really can help push this defense to not even like a top 10, but just to another level from where they are now? Well, they need an interior big body that can get upfield. They need a disruptor. They need a Javon Hargrave. They need, need a, one of those guys like that, a Cameron Hayward. We got to find somebody that can split and work with Grady Jarrett. Because if you look at the greatness of the Philadelphia Eagles, they got three or four guys that are game wreckers inside. If you look at some of these teams, you look at, uh, uh, let's just say, Kansas City Chiefs, they got multiple big bodies now. So the traditional way, Mark, that we've always had the edge guys are the main rushers, that new position inside that they're putting two big bodies together, we need someone inside not only that can stop the run, that can be a game wrecker. And this year is a little bit lean when it comes to interior guys, but we need some help up front. The Falcons have to continue to find whether it's a big edge guy, but we need a big guy inside that's playing next to Grady Jarrett that has the potential to be as good as Grady one day. The guys we have have no potential to be Grady. We got to draft someone that we're saying, you know what? He's got all pro potential, and we don't have that right now. It's a great point. Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – but listen, that's why yeah. they're number one against takeaways, right? They're, they're the number yeah. one team in, in, in the NFL. You talk about – And sacks. And sacks. That, that's why the Eagles have the best record. And I, I totally agree with you on that, Chuck. It's Chuck Smith, guys. He joins us on Tuesdays and Fridays every week to talk football and talk Falcons, and we break things down. I want to ask you about uh, Bosa. He leads the league in sacks. <laughs> what is he? I think he's got 15 and a half. <laughs> Chuck, there's, yeah. three, there's three more weeks. Does he get to 20? Does he, does he get to 20? I think he can get to 20. I, I think you're talking about an animal. The Bosa <laughs> brothers are some beasts. I mean, I'm telling you, the Bosa brothers, and if you know anything about their daddy, you'll understand that why there's some beef. He's a tough sucker, too. Nick Bosa is the MVP. And let me tell you why. Not just from the sacks, he is a neck shorter of offensive linemen on the run. He's dominant on the run. He's dominant as a pass rusher. He's a leader. Everything you get, get with that, I can't say enough about Nick Bosa. And it's pretty phenomenal to me when you look at Two brothers that were top three picks mm. that are potential Hall of Famers, and even the Watt brothers. Heck, heck J.J. Watt then had a resurgence in his career, but Nick Bosa is uh, something phenomenal. He's the MVP. He's passed up Micah Parsons now on my list, Carl, that we had from a couple weeks ago as the MVP. Yeah, I- I'm with you. J.J. He's, Watt, by the way, the player of the year. nine and a half sacks, to I'm your sorry. point, right? He, he, yeah. and, and we know what, mm-hmm. what, what the other Watt is means to Pittsburgh. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio yep. 92.9 The Game. We're talking to Chuck Smith, all things NFL, guys. Chuck, uh, I'll ask you to put your coach hat on now. You, you talked about the okay. weapons that they don't have on offense. You know, we were discussing yesterday the evaluation of Desmond Ritter, you know, and the offensive game plan to me, well, as much as I expected to see that, Arthur Smith is very good at risk management. Like, he's not going to put Ritter yeah. in situations where he can make a ton of mistakes. But 
part of me feels like, man, take the training wheels off. Like, let the kid throw 25, 30 times because you can't evaluate what you don't see. You can't evaluate how good his handoff skills are. That doesn't help you. So (laughs) at some point in time, over the next three games, do you feel like they have to just let him loose regardless of no weapons? At least you can evaluate the quality of the decision, the ability to read the defense, the quality of the throw, things of that nature to try to get some more information on what exactly you have with Ritter. Well, you know what, Mark? I understand that feeling, but that's just not how this team is built. I heard y'all just talking about the Hawks with no identity. Well, the Falcons do have an identity, yeah. and that's running the ball. And that's just part of it. I think, I, don't, I think no matter who the quarterback is, I think this is still the game plan. Think about it like this. When we were in the heat, the true heat of the battle with the NFC South, with Marcus Mariota, this was the same thing they did. The only difference is Marcus was able to run the ball more. And now I'm not throwing it like that. Look, I'm going to try to run it. I'm going to take some shots. But when we had Kyle Pitts, we still didn't have a passing game. Kyle Pitts was not even a, basically not a part of the offense. So who do you go to, to London? He got a lot of targets this week, but he was like the only one. I'm not taking I'm, – I'm going with my blueprint because the blueprint the Falcons have had, we haven't finished games. But when you go back, folks up in Flyer Brands going to be kicking themselves a little bit and I'm talking about the players. I ain't talking about the organization. The players have left so much on the table, they should easily have eight wins right now and, and be in first place. So the, the blueprint for success from Arthur Smith is there. The players got to figure it out. Coaches can't play. Drake London, you got to secure the ball. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, who was that guy called our D lineman? He got hurt. Graham, Taquan, yeah. you get the interception, sit you got to hold on to the ball. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sit on it. So there are things where it's coming down to players. I mean, it's so much what DMPs can do. They put, the, they put together a blueprint of success, and it has worked for the Falcons, whether we like it or not. But now it's time for the players to step up and make plays and make your coaches look right some. Three more weeks left, Chuck. We got a bunch of games Saturday. We'll look forward to talking with you on yep. Friday as we preview a bunch of games, including – Falcons at Ravens. No Lamar. We Ooh. don't think Lamar is going to be playing. So He didn't practice today. At least he wasn't on the field for when practice started. Okay. So we don't think he'll play, but we'll keep an eye out on that. We'll be talking about the Ravens and uh, want to know what you think about them. Uh, now with, okay. they got Roquan. I mean, that, that defense is a lot better than it was early in the season. Mm-hmm. And by the way, man, happy birthday, brother. I know your birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday. Enjoy. Thank celebrate. You, uh, and, and a big <laughs> shout out to you, all Thank right? You. No doubt, man. Get us Thank out of here. You. I appreciate it. All right, guys, live life every day like it's third and eight. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thanks, Chuck. All right, Chuck Turner. I hope he gets a sack full of this. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes, very nice. I saw you. See? I see you working. For the uh, sack master. Our poll question is up, man, and a lot of guys are not saying good things about our star. We'll read some of these because we're asking you, what is our identity? I, our identity. We won last night. You're going to do some bell. What's the problem? Mark Zeno, why are you guys Why are you guys talking about this? Because there's a fundamental problem with us hanging on the leads and finishing games. And that starts with the guys on the floor. We'll get back into that. But when we come back, we'll get to some headlines next on Sports Radio 92.9. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tomorrow is your birthday. Uh, we have Coach Arthur Smith, who's going to stop by at 5 o'clock today. Um, Zeno is in for Mike, and we started today talking about the Hawks' win last night, and I just want to go over a couple of these. I'm not going to read them all, but we'll read some as we continue through the course of the show. My biggest issue right now with this team is why do we continue to blow leads late in games? And when we finish these games, and, and Nate was completely honest in his assessment, we got lucky. But when we finish these games and we win, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to celebrate. We've not played up to our capability, or at least what I think this team is going to be. So a lot of guys are voting, and mm-hmm. you can too. The, again, the question is simple. What is the Hawks' identity? Trey, for better or worse, Nate and his coaching style, new face to Jonte Murray, or they don't have one. And a lot of guys already, as I'm looking at this, see, have gone and voted at Dukes and Bell 929, and a lot of guys are just saying they don't have one. Yeah. Right? 60% of the folks who have voted, they don't have one. But I see the comments about Trey, and it has a lot to do with what you were trying to tell me earlier, which was, which was about leadership. And I said, ah, they got leaders. And a lot of guys are, are kind of agreeing with you on this. Well, Jonathan tweeted us back and said, leadership from one player is the most underrated thing in pro sports. You win with talent and depth, strength in numbers, wins NBA championship. Work pretty well for the Warriors. One, don't pick the outlier of a dynasty of the Warriors <laughs> with one of the five or seven greatest players in NBA history as, as the barometer for what you're measuring. So take the Warriors out of the equation. Ask yourself this question. Why has Kevin Durant never won a title by himself as the lead horse? Can't. Because he can't. Can't. Because he's not a leader, right? I mean, it's just one of those things where you look at the teams that win. And, and LeBron would actually, even though he's like, you know, maybe the best or second best player ever, he's also another one that when you look at at least LeBron, you're able to rally around him. Like he put a Cleveland team in his, his back. back and carried them there to the finals. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, and then they got swept, which told you how bad the team the was. The team was, right. So LeBron at least brings a certain level of leadership to everything that he does. Yes. And he's a rallying force. It's not overrated. Leadership in one play, and it's not just about one player. One player is the de facto leader, but everybody follows. And that's when you're talking about talent and depth. Everybody gets on the same page. Everybody follows the leader. Everybody understands the mentality of what they want to be. It's not just about one guy. I'm not saying it is, but one guy has to be the de facto leader. Well, what you're saying is what I've said for years about James Harden. And as I've killed him over and over and over on this show and others, when I've told people, so what, he scores a lot of points. He's not that guy. And now you start to see it later in his career where, hey, I'm going to go to Brooklyn. I'm going to go to Philly. He's still not that guy. As a third guy on a team that doesn't have to command all of that attention and be the guy, the focus, where you go, hey, it's my way or the highway. This is how we're going to do things. Follow my lead. He's not, never been that guy. But he can go score you 25 or 30 points. I'll give you a more recent example. Look at Memphis. When did Memphis find their identity? Ja. There you go. Why are they back in first place in the West again? Why ja. are they going to be one of the best teams out there? They have a leader. They have a leader who sets the example. He plays on both ends of the floor. He's reliable. He's trustworthy. I mean, you know, Memphis hasn't gotten over the hump yet. No. But, dear Lord, I mean, they get a little bit better every year. They're talented. All right, you guys can go vote. Dukes and Bell 929. Poll questions up. We'll uh, we'll t- tackle this a little bit later on. We'll open up the phone lines as well. Turtle behind the glass. He's both the executive producer and our engineer. He's got all things working today. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Let's hear Nate McMillan. He talked about growth in finishing late last night. And by the way, if you missed it again, DJ hits two free throws, 1.3 seconds left. They get a last-second shot. Uh, Pablo Benchero, it, it doesn't go. Obviously, the Hawks win 126-125. We just got to show growth, you know. Um, got to finish games. It's a 48-minute game. And I thought uh, we, we started to relax uh, in that fourth quarter, late in that fourth quarter. And, you know, one play can change the momentum of a game. And uh, we just got to show growth. Leaders don't let your team relax. Listen, I'm not, I'm not looking for perfection every night. No. You're not, not going to get it for 82 games. I get this. But there's a trend. You have trends that happen throughout the course of a season. If you're trending that, hey, we've got leads in the third and fourth quarter, and then we blow them, and then we have to hang on, you know, by the, the hair on our chin, and we get a win, that, that's not a good trend. To Mark's point, you get in the playoffs, you're going to lose. You have trends in this league. We have leads. We put teams away. That's what the Celtics are doing. There's a, there are trends that happen with your team that tell you a lot about them. Right now, this is where we are. Will we be this, be this team, Mark, in, in March? I don't know. But by then, you know the trade deadline is coming and gone, and maybe this team has changed. Maybe some of the identity has changed. Either way, if Trey is the guy, and he is, then he's got to set the tone. This cannot be tolerated where we have leads and then we get lackadaisical. That's the trend. And oh, by the way, I mean, look, the Hawks were a season high four games over 511 to seven. They're five and eight since, okay? And this is a part of their schedule where they were supposed to get fat and happy against some lesser teams. They're supposed to start stocking the pile, stockpiling some wins. They have four more games left before they start facing all the teams from the West Chicago, Detroit, Indiana, all beatable teams. Then you get Brooklyn at home on the 28th, and then the Lakers. And then you head out West. That West Coast trip is never kind to it's anybody. Brutal. It's brutal. It's never kind to anybody. If you can't win the next three games and get yourself to a, you know, three nineteen and fifteen yeah. kind of deal, you're going to come back from that West Coast probably under five hundred, and that's not a good look. 
Because no. now you're midway through January. Right. Now, now, now you're in the second week of January, and now you start having the questions of, well, we're a month plus from the trade deadline. Who are we? What are we doing? Where are we going? Uh, and then when you after the West Coast, it doesn't get easier because you still get Milwaukee. You get Toronto. You get Dallas. Some more Eastern Conference games against the Knicks and Charlotte. I mean, it, and, and before you know it, February jumps right up on you. And you better know who you are by then because if you're making a deal, it's got to be a deal to make you better. Here's what DJ said about uh, this win last night. We shouldn't celebrate the win, you know, even though we won. It, it, it's something you don't celebrate, you know, for, like I said, we're trying to go, you know, but me as an individual, uh, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. I love this dude. At least I love his attitude and his opinions on how this stuff shakes out. He never lies to us. I just love that. We he, shouldn't celebrate the win. He's absolutely right. Like, okay, mark it down. Yes, it counts. But then we got to regroup and we got to talk about what's going on. Like, I, I love the fact that he's always willing to tell you the truth. Hawks back at it tomorrow against the Bulls to Mark Zeno's point. Pre-game at 7, tips at 7.30. Uh, on the injury front, Caleb Huntley, he's done for the season. Feel terrible for him, man. Achilles, you know, that means at least a year, Mark, to come back from that kind of injury. Arthur Smith was talking about Caleb Huntley and uh, what kind of player he had become. Yeah, he made a lot of progress, you know, coming in here and um, you know, learning that the expectations of, you know, what we expect from the guys in the program. And, um, nothing for Caleb in his life has come easy. You know, he's a guy that's all he knows how to do is work and works extremely hard. Uh, persistence, you know, all those things that you look for, those qualities that, that we value. Um, Caleb's got them, you know, and it, it's a credit to him and, and how you stay with it. He's improved a lot as a player. and I'm sure he'll attack this rehab same way. Wish him nothing but the best. I, I, I believe that Caleb is fully intended to be part of a one-two running back punch next year if they don't draft somebody and address it that way. Um, I wouldn't call him a change of pace back per se. He's just another part of what Arthur Smith does well in the run game. So uh, I, I don't think they're taking this loss lightly. Uh, I think Caleb is here next year. Uh, again, he'll probably start the, the season on the pup list slash IR, whatever it may be, but um, – this is a guy that Arthur Smith really likes. And, it, and it, if you want to put any stock in this, I don't know if you do. But, again, he's been the de facto, quote, starter at running back, right? When they yeah. post the lineups yeah, at the has. beginning of the game on TV, Caleb Huntley is the first running back out there, not Tyler Algier. No, no doubt about it. Uh, in other news, guys, in the NBA, the Suns are being sold. And this is a really cool story. So you get, obviously, the Suns. It's a really the, cool price. The WNBA's Mercury, $4 billion. The, these The price tags of these franchises in any sport now are yeah. just incredible. But $4 billion for the Suns. And the guy that's buying, buying them is a billionaire mortgage lender. His name's Matt Ishba. He was a player at Michigan State. He walked on and actually won in the 2000 uh, championship when... Mateen Cleaves. Yeah, Cleaves was there. If you watched the uh, NCAA tournament back in 2000. But this guy walked on, basically was a part of that championship. 22 years later, fast forward... He's a billionaire mortgage lender, and he's like, yeah, I'll buy the Suns. What's the price? $4 million. $4 billion. So they're getting sold, and, and Robert Solver, who was the other owner, the guy that was a lot under a lot of uh, you know heat, is the guy that is selling the team. It's kind of crappy. We say this all the time. You know, uh, you know, you can't take away the fact that they've invested in the team, but these guys, they do what they do. They create this culture. I think about Daniel Snyder. And Snyder's going to walk away with billions of dollars when he sells the commanders. You know, it, it's, it's almost 
it's right, but it's wrong. You know what I mean? The fact that these guys you're, you're, do you're, what they do. Your and then punishment they, for being yes. a bad individual and a bad owner is just a couple of billion, billion dollars. Yeah, here you go, as they get, to, get a chance to walk away. But the news is the NBA has found a buyer. Um, Trust me, they're happy about that. Oh, no doubt. And this guy is the founding partner of what's a company <laughs> called Shore Capital. And so he's got the money, and he's got a basketball background, and he loves, loves hoops, so that's good for the Suns. What does it say to you that on multiple occasions of the past decade-plus, We've seen the NBA force owners out and get sales done in a matter of months. Immediately. Like, very short term. You know, these, again, billion-dollar deals. You got find, Let's go find a guy. Oh, he's good. We'll, we'll get him in here. The NFL, however, <laughs> takes forever. Because those guys sitting at the table, well, I don't want him gone yet. He's been good. Those guys at the table, that's who's making the decision. Yeah, well, says a lot, doesn't it? It does. Guys, headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. All right. Yesterday, you were telling me how great this guy was. And he sucked last night. And you were telling me yesterday it took one season to figure out how good he was. He wasn't any good last night. We'll talk about it coming up in our NFL Blitz. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 